King Kong ain't got shit on me. Welcome back. Hope you all had a great week. That clip you just heard was Denzel from Training Day, directed by Antoine Fuqua. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I love when those guys work together. And the reason I played that clip was because I just watched Equalizer 3. I'm a big fan of Denzel's. I mean, the guy is, uh, he's right up there with the greatest American actors. He's right there. I think he's very underrated. And the Equalizer is just fun. You remember last episode I brought up a name, Charles Bronson? He did a series of movies about a vigilante. And the movies uh, were were called Death Wish. I think there was Death Wish 1, 2, 3, 4. I don't know how many there were. But anyway, that's kind of what Denzel plays in the Equalizer movies. But I really wanted to see it because Dakota Fanning was in Equalizer 3. And those two work together in a movie that is in my top 10 of all time, Man on Fire. Dakota was a little girl. Oh, don't even get me started. I just got goosebumps just saying the title of that movie. Anytime I'm flipping through the channels and that movie's on, I stop and I watch the rest of it. If you guys haven't seen Man on Fire, I highly recommend Man on Fire. Love that movie. The Equalizer series is also fun. It's really violent and really graphic violence. Just blood, just nasty murders and killings. We've talked about that. You know where I stand on that. Yeah, that's cool to watch, but uh, if you talk about sex, it's very vulgar. Turns people off. Yeah. White is black and black is white. Two plus two equals five, right? (laughs) Uh, The world's upside down. I want to start the show. Let's hit the mailbag because... I got a couple of letters from people asking, what's B-roll? The last episode, I used that phrase, and some of you don't know what B-roll is. So B-roll is anything that can be shot without the actors involved, like the leads or even the supporting. I guess you could do B-roll with uh, extras. So B-roll is, you know, cars driving by, crowds landscapes, landmarks, you know, whatever. If you look at the credits at the end of a movie, it says second unit. So when you see second unit director, that guy was basically shooting B-roll. And transitions, you know, I I consider transition shots to be B-roll because the director really doesn't have to be there. That's why there's a second unit director. And typically the director and the second unit director will definitely be close. They'll be on the same page. So yeah, B-roll is anything where you don't need actors, you don't need a director giving direction, just footage of things. That's the easiest answer I can give you. But that's what I consider B-roll. Anything not involving the actors and the director. Let's, uh, Let's hit on some best practices. I have touched on a number of things that you can do over the last few episodes. And you know how I feel if you are the filmmaker, you are the producer, the director, the writer. It's your show. Lead by example. First one in, last one to leave. 
I can't put it any simpler for you. Now, (laughs) I couldn't necessarily be the first one there every morning because I had three people who were working on my movie, actors and crew, living in my house, and they weren't quite as prepared to get out the door when we needed to get out the door as I was. That's a nice way to put it. But everyone knew that I was carpooling, so, uh, you know, I I tried my best. But typically, uh, like I said in the previous episode on my shoot, there were a number of days where the camera crew were there at the break of dawn, you know, getting the B-roll footage and and transition shots and stuff that I had talked to the cinematographer about. Not every morning. I mean, there were 18 mornings. So lead by example. Always have a smile on your face. It's all about mindset. It's all about the image that you project. And, you know, at this point, some of you might be saying, oh, Dave, come on, man, give me something I can use. This stuff's important. My experience on shoots, I have been around people with positive attitudes and people with negative attitudes. And the negative attitudes can just bring down the entire production. Believe me when I tell you that. And if you're the leader and you walk around with a sourpuss face on all day and you don't say hi to PAs because you think you're above them and they're beneath you, they're not worthy of your time, then your shoot's going to circle the drain very quickly. Everyone is there to help you make your movie, make your dream come true. And yeah, some of them are there for a paycheck. That's fine. But then some of them may believe in the story. Like I had a number of crew members love the script. They were all in with me. They wanted to make the best movie possible because they love the script. So I always say good morning. And at the end of the day, wish everybody a good night. I'll see you in the morning. And oh, by the way, thank everybody for their hard work at the end of every day. Everyone. If you don't see them because you're busy packing up or, you know, whatever, which if, if you are the producer, director, if, if you're doing everything, if you're wearing all the hats, at the end of a shooting day, I had to gather up the actor's clothing to take home and wash. Now, I had a duplicate set of clothing for the two lead actors. So I had two of everything. And I had two of everything just in case somebody ripped something, somebody tore something, somebody stained something. So I had an emergency backup in case there was a a problem. So it was up to me at the end of the day to wait for the two leads to change their clothing and they would bring their clothing to me and I would take it home with me that night and wash it. So the next day they could put on nice, clean clothing. (laughs) So what I'm telling you is, you know, after we wrap and everybody's getting their shit together to, to go home, I was busy. I was trying to make sure the props were put away, make sure the prop guns were locked away, trying to get costumes from all the people who were wearing costumes who were going to be on film the next day. But there's not a one day that I didn't stop doing what I was doing and say goodnight to every single person and thank them for their hard work during the day. It's very important you treat your people with respect, make them feel wanted, make them feel needed. Keep on top of craft service. You know, if you're wearing all the hats, I think we've said previously, put someone in charge of craft service, even if it's a PA, and you tell that PA, look, if we run out of anything or we get low on anything, or you notice that one item people love and then the other item they don't love, keep track of all this and let me know at the end of the day. And that's another thing I did. At the end of the day, I would go to the grocery store and stock up. If we had something that wasn't being eaten, that wasn't very popular, I would not buy that the next day or actually, yeah, I didn't go to the store every night. 
I stocked up at the beginning of the shoot. And I think it was like every other night or maybe every three nights I went to the store for craft service. So stay on top of that. Find out who's a vegan. Find out if anyone is gluten-free, which we had a couple of people on our set gluten-free. So I had to buy gluten-free items to put on craft service. And then I bought other stuff for everyone else. Whatever you do for lunch or dinner or however you're going to feed these folks, don't go very long between eating. Treat it like a business day. Go four hours, five hours tops after you start and then break for lunch. You know, if you're on a long day and you're going to feed them again, four hours, four and a half, five tops, tops, tops. Of course, there's craft service there if anybody gets some munchies. But that meal has got to count and you don't wait until people are starving. There's a lot of this that is common sense. But what happens is when you're wearing all the hats and you're working and everything is is falling into place and you guys are on a roll and the shots are, are working like magic and the actors are on their game. You lose track of time and you don't need a PA coming up. Uh, Dave, it's been like seven hours since we ate. Can we please stop and eat? And that never happened on the hike, but I can tell you in film school it happened. And I can tell you on some private productions that I was a part of, it happened. Believe it or not, there are productions out there that, that won't even feed you. I did sound for E! Television and their correspondent who was covering Comic-Con. Wow, I, th- I think this was like 2008. We didn't break for lunch. I mean, we were there just getting interviews after interviews after interviews. And somebody had to go up to the producer and say, look, we need to stop and grab something. And that's basically what it was. You had to pay for your own food. You just went up to where they were selling hot dogs at Comic-Con, bought one of those $10 hot dogs, wolfed it down as you were walking to your next interview. I, I sucked it up. I wasn't happy. I was hangry. <laughs> but uh, productions like that, sometimes you'll get ignored. Just do the work. They pay you well. They're not going to supply food. Believe it or not, there's, there's a lot of people out there that won't. So have your food on time. Have your food there available in a timely manner. Take a good half hour, 45 minutes for lunch. And with lunch, you have to know people's likes and dislikes. Once again, you have to know who's vegan, who's not. I mean, the worst thing you can do is if you have one person who's vegan and you go out and you get in and out burgers. You just have to take the time to talk to people. After you officially hire these folks, the actors to act in your movie, the crew members to work on your movie, just ask. Get their dietary requirements and then make sure those folks have a great lunch. What do they want to drink at lunch? Soda, tea, water, whatever it is they want, you got to get. Speaking of craft service and lunch and food and yummy things to eat, you can't forget napkins, paper towels, trash bags. If this is your movie, it's your shoot, you got to clean up after everybody. Somebody's got to clean up after everybody. You can't just leave a location with trash laying around. And hopefully in pre-production, you figured out the trash dilemma. Now, for us, the owners of the property we were shooting on just asked us to drop off the trash bags at the end of their driveway. So the trash guy picked up the trash bags, and that was nice. But it was still up to us to pick up after ourselves. You have a lunch, you have 15 people, everybody's eating, all the trash has to go into a trash can. Make sure you have trash cans. You can't ask the owner for a trash can. 
Uh, excuse me, do you have any trash cans we could use? No. You got to think about this stuff. Uh, paper plates, paper cups. Now, we catered our lunch. So part of the catered lunch was cups, utensils, paper plates. But trash is a biggie. And hopefully, in pre-production, you guys figured out bathroom facilities, someplace to wash your hands. All this stuff is important. The thing about this discussion is if you're going to make a second movie and a third movie and a fourth movie, you know, if your crew doesn't have a good time working for you, they're not going to work for you again. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? So you got to take care of your people. Always make sure you have plenty of water. Oh, and don't forget coffee. Wow. You know, I'm not a coffee drinker. I completely disregarded having coffee on craft service. But there are people who drink coffee all day long. I made that mistake first day. I think I had to send a PA out to buy a coffee maker and to grab some coffee. And cups. And sugar. And cream. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have coffee on craft service. Coffee, water, and then if the majority of your folks like soda, whatever soda they like, Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, do whatever. Have that in a cooler. And you gotta restock this stuff every day. But keep in mind... No problem. No worries. If you happen to forget something and you're on day one of production or day two or day three and you realize you forgot this or you forgot that or you forgot to think about this or you forgot to think about that during pre-production, you can fix it. Just fix it right away. I forgot coffee. So I had a PA go out and get coffee ASAP. Just take care of the situation so it doesn't turn into a problem. Nobody's perfect. Now, did y'all happen to hear what I just said about if you forget to address something in pre-production? Dave, I thought this season was all about production. (laughs) I threw y'all a little curveball. Here's the method to my madness. Over the last few episodes, I have talked about things that you need to address during pre-production. Before you get to day one of production. But typically, what is going to happen to you, and it did happen to me, is during pre-production, you're thinking about all the cool, glamorous shit, like directing actors, figuring out shots, compositions, and beautiful locations, and production design, getting a cinematographer that knows what they're doing. Mm, We're going to shoot 4K? We're going to rent an Aerie? We're going to shoot 16 by 9? We're going to shoot 235? We're going to shoot real widescreen? All that stuff is so fun to think about during pre-production. And in the words of Blink-182, all the small things tend to be forgotten, tend to be not considered. And thank you, Blink-182, because all the small things matter. So a lot of stuff I've talked about over the last few episodes, don't wait until production to address all those issues. Do it in pre-production. Yeah, you know, when you're Nolan or Scorsese or, or Spielberg, you don't have to worry about all the small things. You have department heads who can worry about stuff like that. I'm here talking to you, assuming that you are an independent filmmaker and you are chasing a dream of making your own feature film. Which means all the small things, I love that song by the way, all the small things are going to fall onto your shoulders. And of course, if you're really on the ball, you will delegate some of this stuff to someone that you trust who is going to be on your shoot. 
Or you can be like me, who has gone his entire life with the attitude, I want it done right. I want to do it myself. <laughs> that's, that's a good attitude to have, but every once in a while, that kind of attitude is going to bite you right in the ass. I hope this all makes sense. Take a break between start time and lunch. Take a break between lunch and quit time. You know, 10, 15 minutes, just everybody relax, grab a water, grab a Diet Coke. You know, you run your set like a business. And we've had this discussion before, you know, if you have a bunch of friends working for you. Sometimes when you treat friends like business associates or business folks working for you, sometimes toes can get stepped on. If you have a big crew, you can't show favoritism. You can't let one person get away with murder and the other person you tongue lash for doing something. And speaking of tongue lashing, this is CyberDad talking to you. In life, if you have a problem with somebody, don't have a discussion about said problem in front of other people. Allow the person you're talking to to retain their dignity and have respect for their feelings. You know, I've been on this planet 60 years. I can't tell you how many times I've seen two people get into an argument in front of others. You know, Make it private. Especially if you think there's a beef. You know, if this person on your crew has a problem with something that you're doing, don't call them out on it in front of everybody. And like I said, this is a, uh, a life lesson. You can apply this to different circumstances that occur in your life. Because believe me, sometimes it seems like there's more conflict in life than there is love. And how you deal with that conflict has a lot to say about your character. Now let me get back to the film set. If you have to fall on a sword to keep the peace, do it. And what I mean by that is, if you have to eat some humble pie, go ahead and dig in. Just to keep the vibe of the set positive. Apologize, say you were wrong, and move forward, even if you weren't wrong. And then never work with this person again. So somebody's got a beef with you, they say you did this, you did that, that was wrong, and you know it wasn't wrong. But in order for your film to keep rolling down the tracks toward completion, you're going to accept the criticism, accept the blame, apologize, and move forward. And then never talk to this person again. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Definitely not hire them again if you were in the right and they were in the wrong. You know, there's when you get groups of people together, there's so many petty bullshit things that come up that hurt people's feelings. You know, it's, it's just... Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And when you're young, it's really hard to swallow your pride. Oh my God, when I was in my 20s, shit. There was no way I was going to admit fault to anything. I'd stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with you in front of others. <laughs> Life lessons, man. Life lessons. All right, and we've discussed uh, quitting, ending your day when the call sheet says your day is going to end. You know, people do make plans and people read the call sheet and they take it to heart. This is what time we're going to quit. So maybe they call their significant other. Maybe they call mom and dad, whatever. You know, I'll be home at this time. And then you, the arrogant SOB who's running the show, you're behind schedule. You still got a little bit of sunlight and you push the envelope and you keep people over. People aren't going to like that. Folks are not going to put up with much of that. They might do it one time, but if you establish a pattern and it becomes an everyday thing, uh, you know, they're going to walk on you. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Unless if you're paying them, then they might stick around, but their attitude is going to be in the dumpster. They're going to have a horrible attitude towards you, more than likely. 
And speaking of pay, if you are going to pay your folks and you got a long shoot, maybe you got an 18-day shoot, maybe you got a three-week shoot, maybe you got a month shoot, how are you going to pay them? You paying them weekly? You paying them bi-weekly? You're going to pay them all one lump sum at the end of the month? Whatever you work out, whatever you decide, uh, you better stick to it. Because when you start messing with people's money, <laughs> you know, you can forget about everything I said about lunch and start time and quit time. You fuck with people's money? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that has got to be a priority for you as the producer, as the leader of this film that you're making. So there is a theme in everything we've talked about, even in previous episodes, as far as being the leader, setting the example. Do what you say. Keep your word because your word is all you got. And if you don't keep your word, you're going to lose trust. You're going to lose respect. Once you lose those two things, you're going to be in trouble. And not just on your movie set, in life in general. If you go through life and people don't believe what you say because you never follow through with what you say, they will lose respect for you. And that's going to be a tough mountain to climb. Keeping alcohol off the set is very important. You know, we can take it one step further. No cannabis, no alcohol. It should be a drug-free set. It should be an alcohol-free set. You have to have people focused. You have to have sharp minds working. Now, I'm going to start talking to you about the mistakes that I made during the hike. And alcohol on the set is one of my biggest mistakes. I will tell you all about it next episode. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Hope you all have a great week. Always remember, be a lion, not a sheep. Later.